You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first guest of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're chatting with Shirley Kwok, who is a former banker turned entrepreneur who has a special interest in all things sustainable. Um, so much so that she started two companies. One is called The Cakery and the other one is Keeping It Real and Raw, which is an online wellness store. And Shirley joins us live this afternoon in our studios. Welcome to the program and thank you so much much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me, Noreen. It's great to, to meet you and to see you here. We're also live on Facebook as well. So for our listeners, uh, you can be a Facebook audience this afternoon. Join us there, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. So Shirley, let's go back right from the start, uh, your, your journey uh, to become an entrepreneur. You worked in a bank before. Um, what inspired you to start the cakery then? Um, I would say it's probably my daughter. Um, I really like um, w- when uh, I I was younger. I really wanted to be a fashion designer, so I I love all things pretty, right? So when my daughter was born, I started. Um, tr- I wanted to capture all the memories that I I had with her, so I would bake cakes and do different designs and you know there's going to be like a three month topper or a hundred days or a one year old you know every month I would do something different with a different theme and then um, for her first birthday I decided to you know throw her like a, a big birthday party so I decorated all the cakes and everything on my own and I just got really into it and um, I remember it was like a a Peppa Pig theme one year and my friends were so impressed and they asked me to to help them you know make cakes for for their kids and then so I decided to just start an online store um, and then orders just started coming in Um, yeah and and that's just how it all started and then later on um, my friend was like you know, why don't you, there's a pop-up space somewhere in Landmark, why don't you give it a try? And then I was like, yeah, you know, I've been in the banking industry for like 10 years and I, I really didn't know what the purpose was, right? You know, just going in every day, do the same thing, and then, yeah, you, you get good money, but then I, I didn't feel like there was a purpose. Um, so I was just like, okay, I'm gonna try something new and, and that that's how it all started. I love how honest and, and refreshing it really is. And and it's true because when you are, you know, making cakes for a birthday party for children, how meaningful is that? The, the joys on their faces yes. and the validation from the other parents saying, yeah, this cake is delicious. You exactly. Know? <laughs> Make it for my kid. <laughs> That's amazing. How did you sort of get the inspiration and, and how did you learn? Because um, the way I see baking is it's, it's science, you know, it really is. You have to get the proportions right. How did you learn? Um, you know, it, it's all... It's a gift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, a little bit maybe. Um, and I also put in a lot of time to, you know, do my own research. And um, thanks to YouTube and the, inter- and the internet, um, without that, I probably wouldn't be able to doing what I'm doing right now. Um, and then later on, I, I took a course to on uh, decorating cakes. And, you know, everything just uh, helped. And I think most importantly is through practice. And, you know, constantly getting feedback from friends and family is that's I think that's like the best way to learn. Absolutely. It really takes a lot of hard work. I mean, looking back, did you have any sort of disasters and, and what, what did you learn from it? 
Um, definitely. I mean, like um, the first time I got an order for like a two-tier cake, and you know, I was so scared that it's gonna fall apart because you know it's okay when it when it's for my own family, <laughs> but then if it's for a customer, then you have that you know you have to drive over and deliver the cakes, and then what if it started melting? And then every time I deliver the cake, when I sit in the car, I just basically hold and freeze my body and. I just get so tense and so nervous. It's like because, holding a baby. Exactly. I mean, like holding a baby might even be easier than <laughs> holding a cake because the cake is like so heavy, and you're worried that the cream might melt. And then you know, there's like slopes going in up and you know, going up and down. And the roads in Hong Kong are so narrow. And then you have like crazy drivers, <laughs> you know, sudden stops. And yeah, and and there's this one time. I, my cake really, really fell, and um, and then I just had to stop somewhere and and put on my my gloves. I always have extra gloves just in case something happens, and just to you know put things back in, in, in where it's supposed to be. I mean, it was just and it was for a wedding too. I remember, and it was just so disastrous. And and I, I was just like, why am I doing this? Why am I? Why did I have to like put myself through these, all these like you know um, stress? But then it brings so much joy ultimately to these people who then get to taste your cake and, and, and also be a part of their special day and, and milestones. Yes, the way you know they smile and then sometimes they share photos with you afterwards, oh. especially like kids. You know, um, because we specialize in doing like healthier cakes. You know, we have like. Uh, vegan or gluten-free or uh, low sugar then you know some parents just tell me and be like oh um you know my my kids never had like a birthday cake in in their life and so glad we found you because you know you specialize in in, in these kind of cakes and then the the pictures you know they send over you see the kids smiling and their eyes popping out you know cake. you just exactly <laughs> and you just feel so like satisfying it's like oh i'm doing something good you know like it's a different kind of satisfaction. It's not easy sort of running a business here in Hong Kong. Did you have any experience before starting your own companies? How, how did you, did you learn on the job? Um, I learned from the job it's, and it's, it's not easy. Um, the learning curve is just unbelievable. You know, um, I always tell people, you know, I've spent my 10 years of my time in banking but i think the stuff that i've learned from being an entrepreneur i think the learning curve is probably like 10 times steeper you know the stress you get and you know you have to wear different hats in, in the same day you know at the beginning when we had like a super small team i wouldn't even say a team i had like a, another person helping me part-time so i would be like you know doing the baking i would be doing the delivery sometimes you know when the shop staff decide to call in sick which happens a lot then you know i have to jump in and also Front of house. exactly so in a day i could be like everything you know that's not easy at all and you know there is something satisfying in in having your own business what sort of philosophy would you like to share with some of our listeners who are starting out on their sort of entrepreneurial journey um, I guess you, they really have to have the right mindset, right? You know, entrepreneur, it sounds easy. You're your own boss. You get to do whatever you want. But then it's really not. It's like the complete opposite, right? Um, you don't get to do what you want. You think you're the boss, but you're really not. You're working for everyone else, you know? <laughs> Um, I think that is something that is um, very important and, and something that I've learned, you know, you really work for your staff. You, you, they don't work for you. You know, you need to understand, you need 
um, them to be to open up to you in order to for them to believe in you and trust your company and be able to you know grow and expand with you yeah that's such a great philosophy and such a modern sort of uh, uh, mindset and uh, as opposed to like a very traditional top-down uh, approach let's talk a little bit more about keeping it real and raw so you started this in 2019 mm-hmm. um, where did this idea of this uh, online store come from um, I was just sitting in my office and I was thinking, you know, I have so many different types of flour, which might be difficult for um, people to get in Hong Kong because um, a lot of these, uh, the, the ingredients that I had, you know, they were imported. Um, and uh, I thought, you know, instead of, you know, let them sitting in my storage, why not just start selling them? And um, I could, you know, do a bulk package you know try to reduce ways you know they they can um, send over uh, bring over their own container we just measure whatever we have and whatever they need and then I just started looking into more products you know clean beauty and then obviously you know I have two young kids so I started looking at uh, into kids products too you know um, like uh, their uh, kids clothes you know the stuff they eat um, and then there's also like home stuff so I just started looking into everything. <laughs> so, everything can be part of the umbrella. Exactly. Of, yeah. So it's I, I wanted it to be kind of like a one-stop shop. Yeah. yeah. And how do you source your products? Do you, do you often get people to try it out? Or are they products that you're familiar with? How, how does it work? Um, to be honest, uh, there are not a lot of sustainable products when I first started. So um, I would try out the products and I would also try to look online and source it myself. And, and see then, the reviews. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then it, it's really great. Well, I mean, because of COVID, a lot of people started their own business. They looked, they started looking into like, you know, and clean beauty. online. Exactly. Yes. So um, it was it was good to see a lot more brands popping up, you know, even uh when I first started, there really weren't that many, you know, local um, sustainable brands. But right now, you know, I, I work with so many different vendors in Hong Kong. So I, I'm really happy to see that, you know, this this community is, is really growing, not just on the consumer side, but also, you know, on, on, on the vendor and the manufacturing side. Yeah. yeah. Is there a demand? I mean, are people sort of more aware and more conscious about this way of life and, and perhaps using products, wanting organic products, wanting clean products? Yes, for sure. You know, they a lot of them even ask like really specific questions. You know, sometimes I don't even know how to answer. I have to like specific ingredient. (laughs) Exactly. So um, it's, you know, again, another like steep learning curve for me, you know, running a shop is very different from like running an an e-commerce platform, right? We don't have a shop. So we need we need to rely a lot on the on the online promotion and everything. So we we also do blog polls. We try to, you know, um, be as transparent as possible because a lot of the brands are really new right so we we really have to talk to the the founders and try to understand and work with them and see how we can um, you know market these products to to the to the community Um, and I also know that you know we can't just be like oh this is um, you know clean beauty it's good but you really have to explain why it's good you know you need to provide the extra information in order for people to really trust and want to try your product 
to it. Speaking of trying your product, um, Shirley, I'm so glad I get to pick your brain this afternoon. And for our listeners, do join us on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, Some of your cakes are gluten-free. And I've been having this debate with people. Some people will swear and say they don't taste the same. Some people will be like, you know, they taste just as good. Um, How do you figure out um, the the, the correct recipe to to make sure that they taste the same as regular cupcakes? And I say this because um, my sister-in-law, for example, she's celiac, so she really has to have all gluten-free products. So we were just having this debate. Perhaps you can help us settle it. (laughs) Um, I guess um, a lot of people think I'm vegan or I'm gluten-free, but I'm I'm really none of the above. Um, What I'm trying to do is just I try to you know have more um, plant-based food but then um, having said that so that would be an advantage for me because when I taste the the cakes or whatever products that we're making then I would you know when I taste it it's it's coming from someone who is who doesn't have who who doesn't require the special need I also use my kids my family they're super picky so if they like it and if it's gluten-free or or vegan and if they like it that means I'm pretty sure that they'll do well it passed the test exactly exactly and my husband as well he he's also like very particular about like the products we have and then to be honest every time he gives me feedback I get it's often it's usually negative feedback right so i always take it very personally but if it was coming from like someone else i'll be totally fine you know i'll be like okay thanks for the thanks for the comment uh let me try to see how i can fix it but every time when when he gives me these type of comments i'll be like i know you know what you, you don't know anything you know i know exactly what i'm doing you don't have to tell me anything i know what the problem is and we I always just need so one defensive. critique in our in exactly. our life <laughs> So when you're inventing new flavors or, you know, how do you come about new flavors? Uh, What inspires you? Sounds like your kids are sort of very good at inspiring you and and the guinea pigs, frankly speaking. Yes, exactly. Um, Well, I also pay attention to the trend a lot, right? So um, I I think um, other than what is trendy at that moment, I also look into the nutritious profile of, of the ingredient, right? So, um, like, I really like using red dates. Uh, you know, previously, we also had products using, like, goji berry. You know, all these superfood, um, they, they actually taste really good, but it's just a matter of how you, you use it as an, an ingredient, right? So we had a, a cupcake before, and, and it's sugar-free because um, the, the flavor actually came the sweetness came from the red date itself and red date is is like one of the top ingredient for for chinese you know you know um you know Very after good for you our give blood. birth yes <laughs> exactly a lot of people take it after they give birth and it's such a great ingredient that you know not a lot of people use it for for desserts so i thought it's such a pity and and we even made like uh, red date jam and it, it tasted really good yeah so instead of putting a lot of white sugar we d- we, we used like um, the the sweetness from from the date itself I love that fusion and it sort of promotes uh, you know the Chinese culture as well because yes, yes, red, red exactly. dates is abs- you're right I mean we use it in Chinese cooking for soups maybe yes or maybe as like a decoration for a certain dessert but it's never really like the 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 main guy yeah for, exactly for so dessert. we just try to think outside of the box you know we use a lot of Chinese ingredients, you know, like uh, goji berry, um, black sesame, and ginger, and yeah. Yes, I was told to have more black sesame. I'll keep that. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Finally, Shirley, um, can you uh, share some tips on how we can live more a more sustainable life? How do you? I mean, do you have tips that you adhere by? Um, I think 
it's not a lot of people would think you know it's it's very difficult you know living in hong kong and you know the the everyone is in such a hurry and everything you know what is slow living you know it's it's not possible um i i need to if i have to cook every day i might i might as well you know just buy something it's fast easier food, exactly fast yes fast but fashion then, yeah. yeah exactly so Sometimes it's just about like taking the first step, you know. Um, I I enjoy cooking and and I I find it very therapeutic. But then it might not be the same for for everyone. So there are other things that we can do, right? Um, you know, we can start taking slow walks, slower walks. You know, I didn't really started doing so much walking or hiking until until COVID hit. You know, I, that was basically the the only thing that I, I was doing. It helped slowed you down. Yes, it really cleared my mind. You know, it stresses people. I used to take my kids, you know, to go hike with me three times a week, and and I thought, you know, it was also like a really good way for us to to communicate and just have a chat rather than you know sticking on our phones or iPads or TV. So I, it's all it's all about just giving the first step to try, and 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 slowly you, you'll. Get the hang of it and enjoy it. Yeah, during the pandemic, did it sort of give you and inspire you or inspire your business in in, in any way? Um, I mean, it. We definitely more busy though. Well, for the cake shop, we we slowed down a little bit because you know there's no gathering and no celebrations. But then we also you know try to think outside of the box how we can get our products to to people. You know, so we were we were creating um, uh, hampers for for quarantine for gifting. You know, that's just like another way of uh, we just had to like think outside of the box and we have to react really fast. And then we also started pushing on the online shop a lot more. So we just it's all about like. Shifting, you know, the direction and and pay attention um, to what your customers tell you. You know, right? exactly. Yeah. It's like how people in the fitness industry, for example, people weren't going to the gyms, so then they start curating. Um, online uh, fitness programs and exactly. sent it out to people. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you have to really, being an entrepreneur is really not easy, but you have to constantly think outside of the box. Yeah. Shirley, it's so nice to meet you and, and thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Can you share um, a little bit more of how people can find out more about you and your work, uh, the social media for the Cakery and keeping it raw and real? Sure. Um, uh, my IG handle is Starlink, um, HK. So, um, You'll be able to see a lot of uh, information about me and my kids, my recipes, <laughs> and also my husband, and of course my my two um, furry animals. <laughs> a full house, indeed, yes, like a zoo every day. <laughs> <laughs> Yet you're still able to run a fantastic business and also, uh, you know, look after your household. That's really amazing. <laughs> amazing. I look forward to having you on the show again. Thank you so Thank much, you Shirley so much. Kwok, for joining us. Thank you.